almost like your cell phone's getting charged up at night. Imagine yeah. yourself plugging into the power of the universe. Cool. Or plugging into God, plugging into source. You could even say, depending on what you believe in, you could spend time with God for five minutes. Spend time with source. And I want you to visualize this bright white light charging up your body, charging up your cells, charging you up. And you just sit there and you receive this light in your body and you do your best to just focus on your breath, get into your heart space, and let that be your sacred time for the day where you are receiving. You might receive a vision for your day. You might get an inspired idea. You might get a message come in or a repeating thought. You might receive nothing and you're just getting energy in your body. And sometimes I like to think like when I'm in receptive mode, it's almost like sometimes too, you're receiving maybe a download or guidance that'll show up later in that day when your head's out of the way. Let's link up with Krista on The Fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. What's going on, Fix listeners? Welcome to our latest episode of the Fix podcast. I am back as your host, Krista Huber, with a guest today, Amanda Merritt. Amanda is a intuitive, a spiritual awakening coach, and just an all-around incredible human being. I don't even know how to fully and accurately summarize the conversation that we had in this episode because we really went all over. And after she and I finished the recording and we pressed the stop button, she said to me, she was like, that was fire. And it really was. It we this is the type of conversation that the two of us, I know I can speak for her when I say this, you will leave and hopefully just feel so energized to the energy that she brought to the conversation, her perspective, opening up about her own journey, how she got to where she is today, and the types of people that she works with. It's just was amazing because not only did she really just describe what she does so well, but she provided so many specific, actionable tips, tricks, advice, whatever you want to call it, that you can use in your own life starting today. One of them is a five-minute meditation that she recommends that I would urge you to listen to the episode and allow her to describe it because she did a much better job than I could in kind of summing it up. But it's five minutes sitting down and almost treating yourself like a phone charger. Like you're taking in all of the abundance that you can receive from the world and just allowing yourself to have a great day off of that and bringing in the energy that you need to become the person that you want to show up as in your personal life, in your professional life, in, in all areas. I'm going to keep this introduction super short because I want to give the mic right over to Amanda so you can hear all of her incredible advice, but strongly encourage you guys to check out her social media pages, check out her Instagram, all linked down in the show notes, hop onto her website. She mentioned an additional meditation practice that she offers that includes a PDF that explains it as well as a video that a lot of her clients use on a regular basis to really help them grow and thrive in their businesses and in their careers. There's something for everyone in this conversation, no matter what your goals are. It was super timely with the new year at a time when we want to start fresh, think about all the different things that we want to accomplish, but bringing everything back to you, bringing everything back to this idea of operating from a place of what you want, what you're in control of, and creating alignment in your life. So with that, let's welcome Amanda Merritt to The Fix Podcast.
Who is Amanda Merritt? And more importantly, why should we care about what she has to say? Krista, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I already, I already love you and I'm excited about this conversation. So who am I? That is such a loaded question. It is such a loaded question. Um, so who am I? Well, I'm an intuitive and I'm a spiritual mentor for CEOs, for business owners, and for people in the public eye of who are public facing, who have big roles to play on this planet and who are making a huge impact, whether it's through their music, whether it's through their products, whether it's through their voice, through their coaching, through whatever they're putting out in the world. I my biggest passion, I'll say that my biggest passion is helping people to come alive and have every area of their life firing so that they can be the biggest blessing they can be to the world. So this means that we get to have it all right. We get to have money. We get to be amazing hearted people. We get to be bougie. A lot of my clients are kind of fancy and right. And we get to, yeah, we get to, we get to pave a new path for this planet because right now it is really needed with everything that's going on in the world. We need people at their highest selves. We need people bringing their best foot forward. And we need spiritual, beautiful leaders making a shit ton of money because money really has the power to change the world. Yeah, I have so many things I want to ask you because I really like the realness of what you just described, but I'm going to hold my tongue for a sec so I can ask you the fun question and then we'll get into all of that. So as you know, the fitness fix is all about coffee. I love my caffeine and I like to ask every one of my guests who comes on the show, what do we like to sip on in the morning? What's in that coffee cup of yours? I love coffee too, because it's like my one thing. Yes, I actually, I haven't do. drank alcohol in four years. I don't want to say I'll never drink again, but um, so I'm like, I get one thing and it's my, it's my coffee. So right now in this cup, I do switch it up. I don't, you know, I- Not a total a, creature of habit. No, but in my house, I normally drink the same thing. Then when I go out, I get something completely different. I'm kind of like weird like that. So I do it, that too. <laughs> in the morning, I actually drink a bulletproof coffee, which- Nice. Is, if you're in California, then you probably know what I'm talking about. If not, my parents are like, you put butter in your coffee. That's disgusting and weird, but it, it actually helps you. It tastes amazing. So I have organic coffee in here for my Keurig. And then I put in Kerrygold Irish butter. Um, I put some in there and then I froth it up and it's nice. like, it's savory and delicious. And if you're turning your nose up, try it and you'll probably be addicted. And it doesn't Kerrygold make Kerrygold is my favorite butter and it's, it's yeah, and butter is really important for it to be organic too, because butter and coffee, both of them, are yeah. the top two most toxic foods. I don't want to call them foods, but ingredients too. We could say that uh, um, we consume in our diet. So it's very, very important that yes. you emphasize the organic on both. And the coffee that I use, I'll tell you the kind that I like. In case you're into this conversation, you want to go get yeah. organic coffee for your Keurig. Um, is I use. I use the organic Riviera roast from Whole Foods, nice. the little pods, and it's so good. It's like a darker coffee. So I, I take a sip and I'm like, mm, damn, that's good. And I think that's a really <laughs> important that. thing in first in the morning to start off in pleasure, to take a moment to like have a ritual, whether you drink coffee or whether you don't, you do tea or whatever, to enjoy something and actually take a moment to pause and enjoy it. I think that's so important. I, and uh -huh. you know, I think already right there, I imagine that 
that is the type of guidance that you're giving a lot of your clients. Because mm -hmm. if you think about the types of individuals that you described that you work with, Amanda, a lot of them are real busy and they probably look to you oh, in yeah. terms of trying to refocus and figure out like, first of all, what the hell is really ultimately very important in my life. And obviously morning routines are something that we could sit here and have a whole podcast on the value of your morning routine. But I love the fact that you hyper-focused in on that point of like starting your day with this like feeling of not even just like gratitude, but of that moment of pleasure to be like, okay, like I'm going to decide to have a good day today. Right. Like, yeah, and I can start with my cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. And I like to be playful with it too, where it's like, mm, damn, that's good. Like, yeah. Ooh, I've got to like, let this light me up for the day. Yeah. And, and, and let's use it let's use what you just said about like being playful about it. Cause you, I even, I felt that energy come through when you said, you know, I have a lot of clients that like to be bougie. And I think that one of the things I just want to like, let's debunk this right out yeah, of the gate. Let's do it. Spirit being spiritual and having this awakening can come across as very woo woo. And I think that over the last two years, there's been a movement and an emphasis on the power of manifestation of visualizing your life and connecting with that sense of self and understanding that you are in control of creating your reality. But something I noticed right, right out of the gate and you describing what you do as a coach and who you are as an individual is you seem very real with it. And what I mean by that is it's not meant to be this like, oh, I'm just going to give it up to the universe and just see what happens. Like I get the sense without even really talking to you much that when I were, if I were to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, you're giving me very actionable steps I can take to create this reality that yes. I want and like yes. learn to listen to my gut. So yes. can you kind of talk about that? Like, can you talk about, I don't know what your stance is on this. So maybe just start with that. Like why has some of this like spiritual awakening manifestation, even throw meditation into there, right? Like all of these words have this sort of like woo woo culture around it. And do you think we're we're actively changing that. I feel like you probably are. <laughs> well, I think that there's so many different perspe perspectives on this. And I think there's different perceptions and our perception creates our experience. My style is like what I came here to birth and breathe in the world is, well, first of all, the more that we have this full life experience, right? Like I, I want to have everything. I want to experience it all. And so do my clients and material things are, they actually don't really fully make you happy if you're not happy already inside and but they're an extension of you and they're an expression and so for me like having nice things is because there's so much intention too that goes into quality items right like there's yeah there's so even how much, they're like how they're made how they're made right and they're mm -hmm. the finest they're the nicest like you know when i get into my e-class mercedes i feel the steering wheel on the strength of the door and the power of all that will actually knock someone's ass out of because <laughs> right? the doors are so damn heavy <laughs> but i'm like you know like i believe that it's a reflection of who we are and the people that i support whether it's I, I support coaches and entrepreneurs too. I actually have my own coaching certification. And so they get to learn and get trained by me in all these different ways. It's like, cool. like we're here to experience everything. And, and I, if it's not your path and you really don't care about, um, you know, experiencing the physical world and all that's possible, then that's okay too. But there's nothing wrong or bad about desiring more for yourself, wanting the most infinite life that you can create. Because to me, the guidance and how this comes through 
from my inner being is that like we get to play on this playground of expansion and creation and that's all it is and we give things meaning we give money all these emotions and shame but it's really the source it's all just this infinite possibility this field of potential so i'm like i'm obsessed with playing massive in the quantum field and what we can create but not just what we have how we feel none of those things matter if you're not happy right but we get to have everything and when you're feeling amazing inside and then you have a wardrobe that matches and it and it everything fits amazing and it's soft and it feels good right and and your life is painted how you want like it's it's fucking fun to play in that and to experience it and be unapologetic about that because if anyone tells you anything different and it feels fear-based then it probably is and i don't live there i don't live in fear-based reality i don't do things the way society does them and so i have to like everything's like kind of like you know it's like womp 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 <laughs> yeah and I feel like there's a lot of that going on these days. You said it yourself in saying how important it is that we need these leaders, these executives, other coaches, people of influence, people to the public eye, whatever, anybody who fits into any of those categories or even just the average person walking down the street with the way yeah. that they lead their life yeah. and exist in the context of this country, the universe, however, however massive you want to look at it, right? Like however far you want to zoom out in order for the world to be a little bit different, let's say, than it has been and, and getting us away from the direction that it's going. So yes. with that point, I wanna know, who? tell me more about the type of person that's coming to work with you. Like once, if, they're, if they find you, like whether that's, I'm sure like a lot of people re get referred to you, but like what yeah. are some of the big challenges that someone is coming to you with like what does their life look like before amanda and then what are you working on with them to be what like his life like after amanda's already a part of it yeah it's so funny because what comes to mind immediately is i've had clients say amanda it's like you gave me the keys to the kingdom because cool. i i came from a hustle mentality i came from corporate america i worked for the same company for seven years i got promoted five times in that span and i was very much like i will get to the top Mm -hmm. I will have it all. I will be a leader. I will whatever. I just had my eyes on the prize. What industry and were you in? Staffing and recruiting, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I managed teams. I was a project manager. I was also a technology recruiter. And uh, I got to learn so much in that time that's helped me. And I got to this place in my career where I looked around and I'm like, I don't, no one's happy here. And this is, it's kind of like I gathered what I needed and it was time for my life to change. Uh, but not getting off too track from, off track too much from your question is those are the kinds of people that come to me is the ones who have either are building success for themselves at their next level or they have gotten to a certain point and they look around and they're like man I, i'm just i'm grinding i'm hustling i'm living for the weekends or i'm living for my time off and there's got to be a better way like you know there's there really is this new world that we are birthing on this planet where there is a little bit more of the spiritual piece to it, the feminine side, right? The mm -hmm. intuition, the flow, the understanding that actually, because I, I, I have clients who are very successful who come to me and it's so funny because they have more time on their hands. They're listening to their intuition more and they're making actually more money and opportunities are actually flowing to them instead of thinking that they're the ones out there like trying to grab, trying to, trying to make things happen all the time. There's a time and a place for both that masculine action taking and that showing up because we need that too, right? We need to like 
we're not just going to visualize all day. Like we're going to show up and actually be an expression in our world and share our gifts. And also if we can combine that with more of the intuitive, right? Combine that with the um, understanding we can shift like how we show up in the world and who we are. We get to rewire a whole new version of ourselves. And when we, when we partner really with our, our, with that part of us, our intuition, our higher self, I like to call it with source, with the divine, with your higher power, whatever you believe in the universe, anything becomes possible. And life starts to not only feel good, magic starts to happen. And you're like, holy shit. And, and it's the coolest thing ever for me to get to witness that from someone who's traditionally very like, very just logical, linear 3D. Mm -hmm. So let's use yeah. your story because I did, you like knew what I was gonna ask you next. I wanted to ask you about how you got into this space. Yeah. But let's use your story as like the example, right? Because I imagine that what worked for you and your experience is what ultimately led to you creating your coaching as a practice. So you mentioned that you were at this place in your career where you're like, I think I got everything out of this that I could because I'm looking around and like the energy of what other people were giving you was not what you wanted in your life. I'm assuming is what I'm hearing from you. So what do you, is, was there like a certain event or day or something like what finally flipped for you to make the decision to be like, this isn't for me? Because I, I think that a lot of people out there when they're trying to decide to like make some kind of change, it doesn't have to be a professional one. Obviously that's your example, but I'll even give a personal example of mine. I almost two years ago now broke off an engagement and it was like a really difficult decision to make, yeah. but I just knew, I, I, I knew it was what I had to do and it took me a little while, but I finally did it. And a lot of times people ask well, like, well, what, what led up to this? So in your example of the professional example, like what was that breaking point, so to speak, for you to be like, I'm out. Like I got to yeah. move on to the next thing. And then what did you do first? First of all, that's just really inspiring that you had the guts to do that in your life. Thank because you. I know that takes a lot. And there's so many people who settle and they get in the wrong relationships and they stay in them out of comfort or out of fear or out of not wanting to hurt somebody else. And it actually hurts them deep, yeah. more, much more deeply than you could ever imagine by breaking it off. And, and then you suppress like your potential and the other person's potential. And then you keep yourself from meeting your true soulmate and like a soulmate that you can really like grow with. So I just want to say like, that's huge and amazing. And just Thank you. if anyone's listening to this right now and like you needed to hear that or have that, I just felt like, okay, let's like yeah. highlight that. That's why I try like, to share it as much as I can, yes, because I yes. think that what you said, like, subtle. yeah, you can't. And, and in my case, that's exactly what I was feeling. Like. I just had this feeling that it was settling and there's nothing wrong with that person. We just didn't want the same things and talking about it and being open about it has just expanded my career in ways that I didn't think it would because it's, it touches so many aspects of wellness and fitness and nutrition coaching and just how I show up authentically, like even online. So it's important to me that when it's relevant to the conversation that I can put that out there for anybody who may be struggling with anything where there's a really big shift about to happen in their both personal and or professional life. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. So what was that shift for me? Mm -hmm. Unrelated to at the same time, me feeling kind of lack of purpose in my career, I got to this point, because I loved it at one point, and I was great yeah. at it. But I got to this place where I was starting to resent it. And I was starting to resent my, the people that were leading me even like our, our, our company went through a reorganization. So my mm -hmm. bosses got let go. So I had to have different bosses. And, and we didn't, blend as well as the other yeah, one. Yeah, that's a, that's a very tough transition. 
Right. And I loved my old bosses and it was just, it was, just things started to go downhill kind of in, in that sphere as well, a little bit for me. But at the same time, like what had really sparked my, my spiritual awakening and all that was like a couple of years before, cause that started actually started a blog while I was cool. in my corporate job. And so the door was kind of already open by the time I had left, but what, what sparked all of this was actually my love life. And I had everything going on in my career but I just found myself attracting all the wrong men. It was like, I, I couldn't see my worth in love. And I didn't, I was, I would accept crumbs from, from men who really didn't really want to commit or show up or emotionally available for me. And, and so I, it was really painful for me. It happened. It was like a pattern for years and years and years. And in my own pain for that, for feeling like unlovable, for feeling not enough for men and just feeling like it, it was a whole deep journey in itself. Like I was seeking for answers and, you know, I believe that when we pray for an answer, when we ask like, why, like how, please help me, what we need shows up. And so books, I, I don't even, can't even remember the exact moment, but I was, you know, I always had the spiritual side of me. I always believed in angels and I always okay. believed that there was a world beyond this. I just, there was a knowing inside of me. I was always obsessed with those types of things. And so I, I went to the bookstore. I got a stack of books out on self-love on like your thoughts, create your reality. Some Wayne Dyer books and uh, Gabby Bernstein books. This was like back in 2012. And, and I had this massive awakening where I'm like, oh my gosh, I am the problem. And I'm also the solution. And so I started on this journey of really learning how to come home to myself and how to really actually sounds esoteric and, but love myself really like learn how to see my own value to accept myself and to let go of chasing after things that were not coming Mentoring. forward for me. Yeah. Right. It was like, I have to choose myself first before someone else can choose me. And so I had all these revelations about how I'm creating my own reality and I'm really wanting to learn how to love myself here. And I was having these breakthroughs. I started a blog and people started asking how they could work with me. There wasn't a really big coaching industry back then. Mm -hmm. it, it all happened organically. And so, you know, what I always tell people is, you know, I became so passionate about it. It was like glaring in my face. So passionate like to do it. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't to get anything. It was like, I must talk about this. I must share this because of my own experience. And I believe that our passions, the things that really are lighting a fire for us is it's the way forward. Even if you don't know exactly where that's going to take you. That's mm -hmm. beautiful. I love that. And I'd love to know in the whole theme of like the coming back to yourself and the self-love. And, and I, I also want to throw in self-awareness because of something you said, you're the problem and the solution. That is the pillar of nutrition coaching because so many of my clients don't recognize the fact that they already have all of the answers. They do, they just may need the accountability, the support, the guidance, the outside view of somebody else who technically doesn't have the same skin in their own game to just guide them through the process of figuring out what's going to work for them and reaching their physical wellness goals, right? But I think a lot of people will stop at 
oh, you're the problem and not identify that they're also the solution. And they start to look for all these other outside things. In my world, that's the example of trying different types of diets. Their cousin told them to do this thing. Their girlfriend's doing this. Uh, So-and-so went to this gym or this workout plan, but they don't really look internally. Mm -hmm. In my view, and I, I really want your opinion on this, especially in the context of the type you work, of the type of work that you do with people, I think when it comes to nutrition coaching, a lot of that is a vulnerability thing because this shit's hard. Like you are looking at yourself and you're looking at things that you don't like about you. You are addressing the insecurities that you have. The fact that a certain outfit doesn't fit or like you don't feel comfortable in a bathing suit, whatever those things are. And to just be able to accept that for what it is, but take it a step further and realize you're also in total control of changing that situation is just a tough pill to swallow. So how did you and your example, Amanda, and you know, and highlighting your love life as a, a component of it, like what did you start to do? actually like what were the steps that you took to help you show up differently once you started reading these books like what were your takeaways yeah well tending to the emotions is a huge piece of all of this so like when we want to create a bigger reality for ourselves we want to shift because i really really get very esoteric and celestial with all of this which is like we yeah we can shift and this world is malleable and we can shift it but if we don't believe it's possible or we're not really like uh feeling it inside mm-hmm. and we're not just believing it. Right. Like there's so much that goes behind that. And that's all the, healing. Yeah. that's all the healing. Right. So it's like, before I could shift anything in my world, start a business, make that successful, or really learn how to see my value and my worth and my love life. I have to actually go deep inside myself and accept all the things first about me that I don't like, that I didn't think was an, enough or lovable and accept and feel what I needed to feel around it and not shame myself for feeling that way. Because, well, first of all, shame is like one of the lowest vibrations that we can carry. So if you have shame about your body or shame about who you are, I fully believe like, and I've had things with my body too over the years, especially too, is like before I wanted to get like a nose job and all these things. And I was like, well, how about I just practice loving it for a minute, like for a hot second? How can I find a way to love like what makes my, makes it unique? you know, cause I had like a bump on my nose and I'm, everyone's getting nose jobs at that time. But it was like, well, what if I, and there's nothing wrong with that. I actually don't feel like anything's wrong with that. If, if you're, if it's coming from like a good place or whatever, yeah. um, I don't think any of that actually is wrong. I have different beliefs on that, but for me, I wanted to love myself first before I decided what I was going to do about sure. it. And something happened. I actually started loving it. And I never ended up needing, wanting to even to change it. But when I'm helping someone and, and they're actually moving through even body stuff, it's like acceptance really is the key to changing something. It actually energetically unhooks us from um, resistance. Resistance is what keeps like weight on our bodies, right? Like holding shame or resistance or anger towards something or wanting to like fix it because you want to impress somebody else or right like or wanting to change it to fit into society's mold like first yes you can shift it but we want to shift the energy around why you're shifting it and so for me it was like me getting honest with myself about all the things that I didn't feel were worthy and lovable and enough about myself and learn and work on giving myself what I wanted somebody else to give me first, like date myself first. So it was like, if I was wanting validation from a man, why? And let me actually take a really deep look and give that love to myself. And this can stem back to childhood relationships Mm -hmm. with our parents 
or peers or loved ones, caretakers, and love that we feel like we didn't get from them, we'll go seeking for the rest of our life outside of us in other sources, right? So I had to take a deep look at all of my relationships growing up and what I feel I didn't get from those relationships. Even if I was given love, like sometimes we're just as children, we take things a different way, right? Like we all have our own healing. We come into these bodies too as souls as well. And so, yeah, I just start giving that all to myself. And it was a practice of mine. Whenever I noticed I got triggered by something, upset by something, I would take a look from a higher perspective and say, like, if I took away this person, if I took away this experience, what's the pain that's actually, what's the buttons getting touched? Yeah. And then we work on healing that trigger. Then guess what? We, we stop getting triggered by those people and we stop attracting those experiences in our lives right? So everything that I teach is very high consciousness. It's like our soul came in to learn lessons. Everyone's a teacher. Even if we don't want to admit that everyone's a teacher, (laughs) right? And every, it's a hall of mirrors we live in. Mm -hmm. So everyone's just reflecting back like what we are, what we are, what we're vibrating. You know, I keep getting that guidance audibly. Life is a hall of mirrors all week for people. I'm like, you're stepping through a hall of mirrors, right? So if we don't like something that we're attracting or experiencing, it starts and begins and ends with, with the internal reality. So I know that was a lot. Did that, no, that was great. Answer? Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally yeah. did. And then to, yeah. to build on that, you know, you, you start cluing in, you're able to better listen. You're able to come back to yourself, love yourself more Then, when or what occurred for you to make decisions? Like, for example, you mentioned to me before we started recording that you have very clear visions of moving and living in different cities. Uh Like, how did you start to actually see those things on a regular basis? And then from that point, act on it and be like, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. Because I think that's very scary for people. Like, so that's what I want to know because I think listeners can be like, there's no way I could actually do that. Like, it sounds cool in theory, but I couldn't do it. So I made a decision years ago that I was going to be in a love agreement, in an agreement with my higher self. We all have a higher version of ourselves that's guiding our lives, our soul, whatever you want to call it. And I said, soul, take the reins. I want to live my highest life. I want to live a big life. I want to live a full life. I want to live a bold life. I want the most amount of love, abundance, joy. I want to make a huge impact. I want, I want to live a life that is guided by my heart. You can call it that too. Our heart is really a portal to all of that. So I, I made a really bold declaration. I said, make my life more magical than I could have ever imagined. And I will commune with my heart and partner with my heart. And so I, I started meditating a lot. So I started getting quiet. I started, I started to pluck the weeds of my mind and, and really get quiet and start listening and asking to be shown. We can ask, we can ask the universe, God source to show you what's possible. So I was asking to be shown all the time. What's possible for me? What's available for me? What steps should I take next? And sometimes we overcomplicate looking for an answer. Really, our soul speaks to us through, through desire, if it's a pure intention, and through, through things that get, like I started to get visions. And, and so sometimes also too, to clarify, and this is all new to some people, is a vision can come pop in your head like a memory. 
Like it's not necessarily something that just is standing before you and you see it with your physical eyes. We see it with our mind's eye a lot of times. So I actually started to, I couldn't get San Diego out of my head. It was like in my ear every day loud. I started seeing people on my Instagram who lived there actually handsome men. I was like, Oh, like-minded handsome men are living in California. And I was living in Florida at the time in Tampa. I'm originally from Michigan, but I was living in Tampa and I started getting this nagging feeling like I needed to go to California. Like it was so nagging. It was annoying. It was so fucking annoying. Like I would wake up every day and I'm like, why can't I stop thinking about, I've never been there. I'd never even been to California. Okay. Cause that was going to be my next question. Had you ever been there? I'd never even but you were it. getting like essentially these like clues even I, I love the example that you gave of see, just seeing it on Instagram I'm big into like those types of let's we can call them whatever we want like signs subliminal messages I have a friend that calls them I think this is like a really cute way to think about it like god winks like yes, somebody I, winked I at that. you and was I like hello yeah mm-hmm. yeah god winks they are god winks and so I, cause, because I asked to be shown, like when you yeah. trust that when you ask to be shown, you are going to 100% be shown in the perfect timing. So it's like letting go of, letting go of, of like, just trust. Like you are absolutely without a doubt, your soul's going to speak to you. God's going to speak to you. Source is going to speak to you. The universe is going to show up for you. So when you ask, get out of the way and expect the signs will start to show up. And synchronicities will start happening where it's like you hear the same person talk about the same book in the same week mm-hmm. and you're like, eh, okay, that's probably a sign. Let's go, yeah. go get the book, right? Or if someone keeps repeating the same town to you or like me, it keeps coming in your head and you're like, this is annoying. Well, when I got out here, when I finally got out here, like six months later with a friend of mine, I looked, I looked, we were out having dinner and I looked, I'm like, I'm moving here. I know it. I just knew it was a knowing it was a knowing no one, but I get these strong knowings and I, I have to trust them. So I just knew it was a feeling. It felt right. It felt exciting. It felt energies moving out of my throat when I'm talking about this. Um, I just knew. And she's like, are you really? And I, I actually had no idea how I was going to make it happen. Cause I was in my corporate job still at the time. Yeah. And I didn't, I, didn't have money saved up. So I was like, how am I going to do this? You know, I moved four months later. They let me keep my job. Like everything was so seamless. It was like, it was, I mean, there's so many magical, we want to talk about Godway too, real quick. When, even when I was there, I asked for signs and I was seeing all of these numbers, repeating numbers everywhere, which is also could be a sign. Like yeah. one, 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 seven, 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 eight, 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 eight. I'm like, oh my gosh, but I could feel, I could feel something. We actually went on this hike and to a beautiful place called Torrey Pines. If anyone's ever been to San Diego, I, I ended up moving. I don't live there now, but I lived, moved to, to Solana Beach in Encinitas area. But we went, we went hiking in Torrey Pines, which is an ocean view, mountainous place. So stunning. And I, I said, universe, if I'm supposed to move here, give me a sign. This is so crazy. So we walk up to a bench that's overlooking the ocean. You know how they say like in memory of on those mm-hmm. benches? Yeah. My yeah. birthday was on the bench, January 7th. That's so weird. Also, happy almost birthday. It's coming. Thank you. I know, welcome. I know. January 7th was on the bench and I was like, my hand went over my mouth and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, and even the fact yeah. that you noticed that too, right? I think that's uh-huh. very important for us to 
to to emphasize here uh-huh. because it's not like this sense of like oh i'm going out seeking these things like something was going on for you that you went on this hike and you got to this bench and you happened to read that like think about all the sensory experiences that you could have just from like taking in the ocean looking at all the nature and surroundings from that hike but like there was something going on that you went to go look at that bench and you happened to read that date Yep. It was, there's other things too that happened that were just mind blowing to me. And I, it Mm -hmm. was like accompanied with a feeling as well, where it was like, I didn't even need the sign. It was just an extra little wing from the universe, but, and it was the best change I ever made. Everything changed in my life when I moved to California and everything started taking off in a very short period of time, really. Mm -hmm. Now I'd love to know, and if you you mentioned in the types of people that you work with, like just the aspect of them being in a either a power powerful position of influence or an artist or yeah. you know something that's like open to the public eye, uh-huh. how much of like that environment in terms of the person's like career or just their place within the world do you think may diminish someone's ability to like really trust themselves and like listen to themselves for for these signs because I feel like that's got to be a really big factor so I'd love to know from having the experience of working with a lot of people is that that a big trend Mm, oh of course it it is with every single person no matter where you are no matter who you are no matter what environment you are because I also support a lot of female entrepreneurs like I have Mm -hmm. a mastermind so I get to see them and my coaching certification and people who are public facing and you know for for those types of people specifically because you asked um is there's so much pressure on them to be yeah like i'm thinking of when you said musicians like and Uh and it is like the the odds of somebody finding your music and just like getting into that industry and the aspects of like well i have to look a certain way and i should dress a certain way and my music should sound a certain way and i have to do these things if i want to make it that that's really where like my mind was going with asking you this question right and like the type of people that i serve it are the people who know they're they're meant for more right so it's Mm -hmm. like they've gotten to an immense amount of success and but they've done it on somebody else's terms terms and, mm-hmm. and they were forced by their label to, to sound a certain way or to share in a certain way, to show up in a certain way, to dress this way, to be this way, to fit in a box, right? There's so much and pressure. And maybe like, I can't keep this up anymore. Like it's not agreeing with them internally. Right. right. And they are awakeners. So I support people who are having spiritual awakenings or, mm-hmm. right, they come to me because they understand that they're actually meant for even more than they've been doing. They've already okay. been making an impact. But now it's like they turn the switch on and they understand that they can make an even greater impact and change the world with their voice or the types of movies they're in or the types of products they sell or through their podcast, right? Like they understand that like there's a bigger mission now that's ready to come forward. And that's where I get to pull that out of them and help them come alive to their own power. I get visions for people. So like how I help people to, move like step into their greater vision and really like um, move beyond it is also very intuitively done so so if i were to have like a one-on-one coaching session with you for example like describe that experience for us if specifically in the context of what you just mentioned about having visions for people like Mm -hmm. what does that experience look like and how you kind of work through that together yeah so specifically for my clients because now they're really in depth packages. Like when I do one-on-one, yeah. very, very limited. So 
something like that. Actually, we actually usually start off or in the first month, do a two day private retreat in person where we deep dive on everything. So I can get a sense for what, what are they really struggling with? Mm-hmm. what is really holding them back. And as we start talking, I start to get pictures and images. Sure. And like, okay. I, I just saw a vision of you um, doing this or doing that. Or mm-hmm. I've had clients like in my mastermind, for example, where I'm like, Hey, I had a vision of you creating a certification program. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I had that thought yesterday. Like, how are you reading my mind? Cool. Right? And it's like, right. And then we create it together and then we blow it up together. Right. And it's like, so I can sit down and see when I start talking to someone like, Ooh, I get visions of like what their soul is p- pushing them to move into. And there's the thing is there's, there's not just one way, right? So I'm careful with, with the visions I get, because I also want people to understand that there's not a set in stone plan. There's not, we have free will, right? Mm-hmm. There's unlimited timelines. This is just like a possibility that we could create together if it feels good. And then I can see too, what is actually holding people back from getting there? So the okay. fear might come up and then we'd be like, well, Amanda, yes, that sounds amazing. And like, oh, kind of makes me want to throw up, like sharing that I'm more spiritual with the world or so then we work through those things together and I'm able to help them move the fear, to heal the fear, to transform it so that they can not be, um, have that, you know, hanging out in their, in their field, holding the back from taking action, showing up and being their highest self. And then from there, we manifest the fuck out of whatever we're creating. <laughs> so let's talk about the manifestation part. What does that yeah. look like? Because you just said there's so many different ways we can do this. And I'm really glad you brought that up in saying like, this doesn't mean we need to do this tomorrow or overnight. There's no timelines. Like it's just there's multiple paths of getting there. Yeah. But I think if I'm correct in understanding what you've described so far in your perspective and approach, like the big piece of this is also understanding that you control these outcomes. Like you still have to take the steps. Like this isn't just going to magically happen. So talk to us about that. Like what to you manifestation means, because I think it has become like a buzzword. Totally a buzzword. So I I like to interchange that with shift, shifting reality. Okay. Because to me, it's like we have, we have the opportunity to um, step into all sorts of different um, potentials in our life. And yes, call things into our experience and manifest them and create them, co-create them with the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's always a partnership with my higher self. So like, so that it's also for the good of everyone and the good of my path, right? It's like, I'm not just going to manifest a relationship. I want the highest caliber one. I don't yeah. want any man. I, I don't care if he's handsome. He has to, he has to actually be in alignment with me and my path and my right. He has to, there's just right. So there's also that we partner with our higher self and, and the universe and God and source when we are manifesting. But in truth, um, we have to, because we are infinite creators, we actually are driving the ship with our intention and with how big we are allowing ourselves to dream. You know, it's like some of the guidance they gave me yesterday at a call I led was imagination is a portal. So we start there. What is your, what is your wildest imagination? And like when people come into my world, because I'm here to support people who are like world changers, I'm like, what is the dream, the vision that keeps you up at night or the one that you like been writing down or thinking about that? You're like, Ooh, that would be amazing. And really cool if that happens. Like I, that's, this is my sky high dream. And I'm like, okay, then why aren't we moving towards this now? Right. Because it's not going to create itself, right? Like we actually are co-creators and we're manifesting in every moment. So we want to 
um, create a big intention and something that excites us, a vision that excites us. And then together we can bring that to life. Part of it is getting your energy in alignment. Yes. Part of it is um, visualizing and starting to embody that version of you. And then the other piece of it is absolutely taking action towards that because things do show up very magically in my life. Like I I've met clients out at coffee shops, randomly hair salons, bathroom lines, things do come to me very synchronistically. And they also come to me from a traditional channel, right? Yeah. Like getting on a podcast or, or showing up on social. And so we also want to take action in alignment with the inspiration and partner with the universe. And then that's when, when really amazing, cool things can happen sometimes even out of the blue, but we have, we definitely have got to take action. And how do we get clear on this is a loaded question. So I'm sure you could give me a million answers, but <laughs> yes, yeah. you know, first thing that pops into your head, how do we get clear on what's in alignment with us? And I want, I'm asking you this question because um, you know, to go back to like the personal life examples, I, I see this a lot with my girlfriends, like especially the age that I'm at currently. And like, I have a mix of friends, like some people are getting engaged and married and they're into that phase of their life. Or some are like really frustrated with the dating scene these days, especially with the last two years and COVID and not really bringing a push into online dating. And like, I have one friend in particular, we talk about this often because she's done uh, different like programs that help you find that alignment of, and you use the words like attracting a partner that's not just looks a certain way, but is in alignment with like who you are, who you want to be, et cetera. But I think a lot of people just don't even, they can't wrap their head around what that even looks like, like to start with. And I'm sure a lot of it goes back to what the work you described and coming back to yourself and prioritizing that self-love. But give us some, you know, like tangible things that we can do. Like, where do we start with something like that? Because I'll talk to my friends about that. And other than this one friend I'm thinking of, they think it's like crazy. But I'm a very firm believer in it because I could tell you crazy dating stories. But then I can also tell you like, now that I've met somebody that I know is totally in alignment with me, I felt it immediately, like right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's your intuition speaking to you, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, I don't believe we have to go out searching for it. I believe we have to get ourselves out there in the world. Okay. But here's the thing for me is when people say dating's a numbers game, I'm like that, that is the not in my world. It's that sounds horrible. It sounds fucking tiring, (laughs) horrible. And it sounds exhausting. It sounds low vibe to me, right? The thing is, you got to follow what feels good. Mm-hmm. And for me and with my clients, they've met their partners in all sorts of different ways. Sure. The universe is powerful. You could meet your partner walking down the street. You could meet your partner while you're pumping gas. You could meet your partner in the bread aisle at Target. I don't know. You could literally, they could slide into your DMs. Um, you could wake up tomorrow and say, I have to go on that dating app. That's your guidance. Follow your, in, your intuition, follow what feels good. And if it doesn't feel fucking good, don't do it. And I hope this gives someone relief. Like if you don't want to be on the apps, get off the apps. Yeah. Tomorrow you might be inspired to, you want to follow your inspiration, but here's the thing is also, and, and also there are certain things that we can't control the timing of. And when you're meeting a partner, divine timing is at play. And what is divine timing? It's not like August 1st is divine timing. You're supposed <laughs> August 1st, bring them in, right? Divine timing <laughs> is when you and them are ready. Because in truth, like I just got chills down my legs and I have yet to meet my partner, right? But I've, I've seen many clients meet their partners 
And I believe that there's a certain special soul who's been designed. Like these are unions that we want. We don't want just any old relationship to get married, to have a ring on our finger. That doesn't bring happiness. We want a true divine counterpart union, like someone who adds to your life and you add to their life. Someone who you can walk this journey with and enjoy the fullness And I believe that when we are most in alignment with our highest self, we are going to attract in our highest partner. And there's nothing that can fucking stop this person from coming into your life. There's nothing. And we have to also trust our soul and our timing. I know it's frustrating because I've lived that myself, but I've also seen people get frustrated. And then when they meet their person, they look back and they say, wow, that I couldn't have planned that more perfectly myself. And the timing makes sense. And it will make sense. And so like, come back to my guidance would be to come back to yourself, to get out of your head, like take a a week, five days. If you feel called to get off of the apps for a minute and come back to you and your power, right? Keep your mind and your heart open and just understand that like, yeah, the universe is going to bring you and that person together. You're going to be like magnets when you, when you all are ready. And so my favorite thing to do is to just get out and about And like be seen, feel your best self, because that's when you become magnetic to your desires too, is when you're feeling up on you. So, right. Like you're feeling up on you. People are like, damn, it's so funny because I I do these exercises and I I teach these things to my clients too. And, and (laughs) so I was like walking up and down the boardwalk here, which is the strand. And I was like, just appreciating myself. Like it was a self-love practice of just like, you know what? there's been a day of work. I'm going to pull my, all of my energy back into myself. Cause this is what makes us magnetic when all the energy is like in our body. And we're not like floating around on this app, floating around over here with an ax or whatever, right? Like we're thinking about all the outside world. We put all of our energy in our body and we're just kind of like, you know, damn, I'm proud of myself today. Or I'm, this is why I'm grateful for about myself or, you know, you look your best and you're out there kind of strutting your stuff. It's so so hysterical, but I was, it's a direct reflection. Actually, I have two stories. One's one's actually the other one's even more funny, but this had just happened two weeks ago. And this, I was feeling, feeling this, this doesn't happen every day, by the way. And he looked up at me and he was like, wow. And he just kept walking. <laughs> That's like going, such a, like, it's, it's so, it seems so small, but it's like, uh, yeah, like it's your I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's funny to play with. And then another time I was walking, I was doing one of the exercises that I do to like get your magnetism turned on. And it's like, um, and it's like really getting in your feminine. Like you're really, again, you're practicing really like giving yourself all the love and like the Mm -hmm. admiration and the praise and the like getting turned on by yourself a little bit, you know, getting aroused by yourself a little bit. And I went to the grocery store and I swear to God, like, and I got this, this this is an everyday occurrence. This guy in the most dramatic voice was walking through the parking lot and I was walking in and he goes, wow, you look beautiful today. Like you look stunning. Like it was so dramatic. I was laughing so hard (laughs) in the grocery store. I'm like, that is a direct reflection of the energy I activated inside of myself. Like we can, we, we become magnetic, right? Like when we, when we give ourselves the the very things that we are wanting someone else to give us, I know it sounds cheesy and redundant, but it's so damn true. 
it's so true i don't think it sounds cheesy because i think it's it's one of those things where like that sort of stuff has to happen to you and and all but also more importantly like again going back to everything we're saying it's only going to happen if you internally do that work of the you know like you said to me you're like right at the start before we started recording you're like i love your energy like that is one of the best compliments that i get from people love your energy you're so cute thank you (laughs) and i risk like really appreciate when people say that because I would wrap. It's like, thank you. Like, that's something that, like, I would, like, there's something about that, like, that to me, that's like the highest compliment that you can give a person because it's just really all encompassing. It it means so much more than just their physical or, you know, whether that's something about the way they look or like they're even, it's bigger than your attitude, I think, like, because it's something that you're like giving off for somebody else to receive. And I feel like, that that kind of prompts me to want to ask you a question that I meant to ask you earlier and you said feminine and it made me think of it again this idea of like the masculine and the feminine mm-hmm. um I've had a couple other podcasters come on and talk about this I have friends that are really into this concept of the masculine and feminine energy and I'm sure I feel like if there's ever a coach that would have this conversation with people I feel like you are one of those people there's a lot of negative floating around these days about this concept of toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big, another like buzzword, let's call it. And it certainly ties back to dating because I feel from my own experience and my friends' experiences, there's a lot of like, oh, like just like guys like don't, like I want them to be more like forward and ask me out and express how they feel. And while that's a little bit of the feminine going on too, I feel like there's a little bit of this idea that like toxic masculinity has become a bad thing. Obviously the word toxic is included in there that it's kind of making guys like not be okay with bringing that masculine energy to the table. And I think there's a lot of women who really want it. And a lot of us have then transpired into like creating that own energy ourselves that we can't necessarily tap into our own feminine because we've put ourselves in this environment where we're like, well, I have to have this masculine side of me turn on because I got to take care of myself. I got to do these things. I'm a high achiever. I want to accomplish. And as you said, like that do, do, do comes more from that. So if you're ever working with somebody who feels like that's a little bit out of balance, what do they do to try to realign that? Like, what's your best advice for them? And I know it probably varies from person to person, but would love your take on that. Yeah. Well, so there are many different aspects to the masculine, masculine and the feminine. There's the wounded aspects, mm-hmm. you know, the more egocentric aspects sure. actually don't usually like to use the word ego, but um, more of those wounded coming from pain aspects for, of both. Right. But there's also the divine aspects. So I, I do teach this because I love it. I'm actually obsessed with it. And the polarity dance that happens when someone is very in their feminine and someone is very in their masculine is yeah. very powerful. But just because I I'm a woman and I do lean more in my feminine. I also have masculine energy that is necessary to show up and to create a business. And so we don't have to shun any parts of ourselves, but in relationship, if you want to attract a masculine man, generally speaking, it does call us to lean more back into our feminine. And so when we do lean back into our feminine, I mean, this is going to be like a whole nother show in itself is, is that there's also wounded aspects to our feminine of like needing someone to be that way for us in order to feel validated. Right. Um, But I, I think there, I mean, there are amazing men out there who are 
owning themselves and owning their divine masculine in a way where they are decisive, where they do step in, where they do take the action. But who do we need to become in order to allow man to do that? Exactly. I like to ask that question. Who, like, that would be a good reflection is who do I need to become as this queen, this beautiful, heart open queen who's not demanding or asking for someone to worship me because that's from wound, right? Um, my equal counterpart, what level of queen with my heart open do I need to attract that level of man with his heart open they exist but we have to become it first and it's not about being perfect because you'll never be perfect the man will never be perfect right but if we walk around expecting these toxic traits or we walk around saying like man there's no good men that exist like then then that's what you're going to keep creating because we're putting that out there yeah and that's what you're focusing on I don't come across those men I don't attract them into my life I just don't, I don't attract them into my life. And it's because I am not putting my focus there. I've been working on my healing for so long that the types of people, men that come into my life, whether they're friends or whatever, even are incredible <laughs> men who, who show up and are they perfect? Hell no, no one's perfect, but they are, they honor women. Like they are creating big shit in their world. They're not into drama. And also I don't accept that. Right. So like if that kind of behavior were to come in, like that's not an energetic match for where I am. Like, it's just, it's not going to land. Like I'm not, that person's not going to be in my life. I don't play that game. So I'm not here to fix or change someone. I don't play that game. So therefore that doesn't, that's not a part of my experience. And the universe knows that I have a boundary up. So I can also sense that like, if I were to be on an app, I'd be like, nope, nope, nope. Right. Like right away, my energy would be like, nope, I can intuitively sense like, it's just not gonna, we're not, it's not the same level. <laughs> I love that advice. And yeah. in, in the reflection question, I think that's yeah. so helpful. And I think what you said about like having the boundary too, and then providing the example of like, that's just not even a focus in your life. So it's not coming to you. I couldn't agree with that more, even just in the sense, like I recently started a new job outside of my own business and like the people that I work with there's it's a very even mix between male and female because being in the fitness industry often there are a lot of females who are instructors but then in more of some of the corporate or leadership roles there's still a lot of men involved and like in you talking through everything you just did it allowed me to kind of sit and think about like all the different ways that I interact with different men in my life and that's been like such a shift for me in the last two years and like the fitness industry changing um, moving back home, back from like a totally different state, new city, everything. And now like the people that I work with, like I feel way more um, decisive and very definitive about like, mm, that's just not the kind of person I'm gonna vibe with. And like, I I can't, like I, I don't need to work with them. And it's not yeah. from a place of like, I don't like you. It's just, it doesn't match. No, it's not a match and it's okay. Yeah. It's just like, just let it roll off almost mm -hmm. and just like wish them well. And don't take it personal because yeah. everyone acts from their own pain, right? It's mm -hmm. not personal. It's truly not. And in order to attract, we attract what we are. Remember life's a hall of mirrors. Yeah. It's not always the easiest thing to have, but once to have reflected to us, right? But once we're like, we take a hold of that and we're like, wow, I'm creating that by my, I'm expecting it. I believe that those kind of men are everywhere. So the universe is going to show you, right? More of what you believe. You're going to start noticing those. So you get what you focus on. So start, mm -hmm. I would say here's a great actionable for people who are listening to this and let this apply in any area of your life. Start actually consciously noticing the things that you do want. So maybe make a list of five amazing men 
that are like the kind of man that you would want to attract. So maybe it's even like your brother. You're like, well, he's an amazing man. Yeah. Or, or your friend's husband or a good friend. And maybe that's not someone you're going to actually date, but, but start noticing all the incredible men and play with it. Have fun, have fun with this and start noticing. Cause I did a whole weekend event called goddess and fires like a few years ago. And we did this because it was a feminine energy event and it was so healing for people it was serious. And they started like men started like showing up, carrying their bags and, and they were happy to like, it brought them joy to like, cool. and they were letting them carry their bags and they were like receipt in so much receptive. And it was so healing. Like their, their, their fathers were showing up differently. Like it was crazy thing. People, the men started showing up differently in their life because they started to like see men and say, you know what? I love men. Like if you walked around and you're like, wow, I love, there's so many amazing men in this world. I just love men men are incredible. I guarantee you your life will effing change this week. And you will start attracting like men who will doors open for you, men who respect you. And it's like, we have to start expecting it, but also like show up as our best self too. You know, be that type of woman that those yes. kind of man, men would want to, right. Don't bring your drama. Don't bring your neediness. Like, like own yourself queen. That's such, I love it. And, and I, you know, and even you saying like the example of making a list too, I think that's super helpful for people to understand. Like we, we also in taking these actions, like put it down on paper, right? Like really like commit to what this is actually going to look like. I do find with a lot of my nutrition clients, sometimes their, their block of why they can't achieve the results that they want in terms of fitting into a new pant size or whatever it is, like wearing an outfit that maybe like a year ago, they didn't have the confidence to, they put this wall up around like it being too hard or too much work. And it usually comes in the form of like for me with food tracking, I expect that of everyone I work with because they may have never done it in their life. And then I'm always like, well, we can't fix this if we don't measure it. Like I can't go off of your intuition that like you think this is what you ate because if it was working for you, we wouldn't even be having this conversation in the first place. So that's number one. But number two, it's like put this stuff down so you can really pull yourself out of it and just look at it. And I'd love to know, Amanda, like, you know, you talked about meditation earlier and that was a really big gateway for you. Mm -hmm. But you also, it also sounds like your definition of meditation takes on a lot of different forms because you mentioned, you know, just like going out and like going for a walk, like you had a busy full work day and you were like, now I got to pour back into myself. Yep. So what are some of those different ways that you may meditate or the example of asking yourself the reflection question that you provided in the context of like relationships and dating or even in your professional life, like what are some of the things that we should try or could try that maybe people don't do that mm -hmm. might open up some of these new doors for them to get better about listening to their intuition? Yeah. Okay. So what's coming to me is a really easy practice. Turn on some meditation. Actually, I have a free also in, this is different. I have mm -hmm. a free morning practice on my website. Oh, cool. We'll link that down in the show notes manifesting millions morning practice. And it's nice. like a five, six step. And there's a video that, that, um, explains it too. Cool. So it's not just a PDF. It'll also explain it. So you also get some golden nuggets from that video. Nice. Um, but it's one that I gave my mastermind and they love it. So cool. I've had, they've been, some of them have been doing it every single morning for a few months actually. So 
I like to switch my morning practice up a lot, actually, but here's a good one to start. If you want to have an awakening and really connect to your heart, your soul, your higher self and be guided, because again, what your higher power and what the universe can do in your life is so much bigger than what you could do by yourself. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to do it all alone. I'm okay. I'm okay. Giving some of my, the credit up to the universe and the power that is around us, right? Like this, this kind of very over masculine way of doing business is starting to kind of crumble because there's another aspect too, that we want to like marry with it. We want both. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to shun that part of you either. So here's an exercise and is turn on some meditation music, go find something on YouTube or on Spotify that like makes you feel good in the morning, five minutes, set a timer. And instead of trying to just quiet your mind in meditation and just use it as a time to quiet your mind, what I do is I use it as a time to receive for my day. So almost like your cell phone's getting charged up at night. Imagine yourself plugging into the power of the universe cool, or plugging into God, plugging into source. You could even say, depending on what you believe in, you could spend time with God for five minutes spend time with source. And I want you to visualize this bright white light charging up your body, charging up your cells, charging you up. And you just sit there and you receive this light in your body and you do your best to just focus on your breath, get into your heart space and let that be your sacred time for the day where you are receiving. You might receive a vision for your day. You might get an inspired idea. You might get a message come in or repeating thought you might receive nothing and you're just getting energy in your body. And sometimes I like to think like when I'm in receptive mode, it's almost like sometimes too, you're receiving maybe a download or guidance. that will show up later in that day when your head's out of the way, but like you took the time that morning, right? So five minutes of receiving almost like charging yourself up with energy, with light, with, with love for the day and see how you feel. I guarantee you, if you did that every day for a month, your life would change dramatically from that exercise alone in a month. I totally believe it. And I love that. And I really, really appreciate that you emphasize the fact that we don't need to walk into a meditation with the intention of totally clearing our mind because I have had multiple people on this podcast and I'm really happy that they emphasize that portion of the message because it's the biggest misunderstanding. And anytime someone comes to my show and talks about meditation, like, you know, to, to take in those like clues and stuff, something for me, like when I first tried to start meditating, I had this, I was convinced it would, it had to be this moment of like thinking nothing. And it blocked me from trying it yeah. because I would be like, I can't, I can't do that. I have too many things on my mind. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Right. And just, I constantly hear this message that like, that's not the approach. It's the opposite. It's like, can you download the things that are going on And then that could look totally different. It could look like maybe you are sitting on the floor listening to music. Maybe you're laying on the ground and your feet are up against the wall. Or maybe it's like um, I use a meditation app where the meditations are actually meant for like while you're getting ready for the day or like while you're making a meal and it talks to you about making a meal. And I found for me that those are way more accessible because I do have this attachment that it's something I need to work on. But like the whole idea of like being busy and productive, like being such a driver of my worth. And that is something that I know, like I acknowledge that for what it is. And it's something I don't want to be so tied to, but realizing that it's there has helped me 
kind of like step into the next step of being like, okay, I want to be able to meditate. So I need to change my definition of what yeah. this looks like mm -hmm. for where I am right now. And it's the same exact thing with your fitness and your nutrition, because so many people, I just recorded two podcasts about this in the last three hours. We all, it's January, it's the beginning of the year. Everyone's so convinced that like, for whatever reason, the secret sauce or the thing that they should do differently now that they didn't do last year is to try 17 more things and to try them all at once. Yeah. And actually like so <laughs> counterintuitive to your success. You are straight up setting yourself up for failure if you take that approach, because you can't, you just can't do 17 things and expect to keep them up. And consistency is so key to all of this, especially with your fitness, especially with your nutrition, that it's like, if we know that consistency is the key, why not make it simpler? Like stop fighting that idea and just like make it simple. And, you know, I think just like bring it back to the timeliness of, of this conversation um, that that's so relevant in the type of work that you do. And, and you said it before, like a lot of people were like, well, I want to be more in touch with myself. I want to have this awakening that kind of intimidates me. I don't know how to do it. You've given us a bunch of great examples of just like small little changes that you can start to put into practice. And maybe it's not even every day, like start one day a week if you don't do it at all. Um, yeah. so I'd love to know, like, how does that kind of concept of like, building upon things and creating this foundation? Like, what does that look like in your coaching and your guidance that you're providing the people that you work with? Yeah, well, I think it varies, obviously, but it's baby steps and understanding don't put so much pressure on yourself. Because what if one baby step could lead to this magical breakthrough? Mm -hmm. Right? One step and and like, to your point, consistency is important. Like if you want to change an aspect of your reality, we have to start entering a new reality and leaving the old one behind. And how we do that is just consistently practicing these things and not putting so much pressure on yourself to needing it to look different now, because I think that holds the results away from us too. When we put so much pressure on like relax into this new way of being and allow this new way of being to, to change your life. And also one thing I wanted to say too, in the meditation, what can help people a lot of times and what helps me, like when thoughts come in my meditation mm -hmm. and it's really not about trying to push away them. I allow them, but I don't grab a hold of them. So it's almost like, okay, um, check the, check the washer. You didn't change your clothes. I don't want, you know, like stuff. Comes yep. in. It's like random things like that always. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay. Cause sometimes too, it's like, oh yeah, I do need to do that. And you yeah. got quiet enough to, for your intuition to, to remember you, like, oh right? shit, this is on my to do. Yeah, totally. Right. totally. So sometimes it's just your intuition to yeah. anything, but also like for other things that come up, like I just will allow it to walk right by and for not me to like actually give it attention and grab mm -hmm. that thought and feed it and fuel it and cycle it and hash it out. Right. And run with it. I just let it walk. I let it express and let it just walk. And I just continue to just sit there and let them all walk. And I find that I'm able to master things a little bit better and almost enter this space. There are times when I can enter this space of nothingness in my mind where it's completely zip. And that's, that's a powerful place to be, but, yeah. but it's not always going to be like that. And it's not always like that for me. And so, yeah, just giving yourself grace too on some days, because some days it will be a little bit tougher, but if you show up for it you're going to get what you need from that practice, no matter what. And even if you quieted and you stepped out of like disrupting your thought patterns for even 10 seconds, it's going to, you're going to experience some sort of shift for damn sure. So yeah, just try not to grab a hold of them because that's when 
things can amplify, but then there's also, there's so many different ways we can look at this. Sometimes the things that come up and like when emotion comes up, we don't want to suppress mm-hmm. that either. So sometimes when emotions coming up, we actually want to take a look at that. We don't want to shove it under a rug. So um, for those moments when emotions coming up, we don't want to just ignore that. We want to look at it, but for like the my monkey mind, that's when we cannot give those things so much attention. That's great. And moving in a semi slightly different direction, because before we wrap up, I did want to tie this back in because I think it's really cool evolution of your work. You mentioned that you created a certification. So Mm -hmm. in the context of all of the work that you do for yourself that you then practice with your clients, like how did I don't know how long your certification has been around, but I'd love to know, like, what kind of visions were you getting and like feelings that made you realize like, hey, this is the next step in the evolution of my business. Yeah. So, okay. So the universe just seems to bring me the time, like, and the visions and the guidance. So mm-hmm. I've, I've been doing this, I've been certifying people to be spiritual coaches, spiritual cool. intuitive coaches and do what I do and learn from me. So we do mental, the mental aspect, the emotional mastery aspect, the spiritual, and then the physical action taking to help someone create transformation. So it's not, yeah. just, you know, not just counseling, it's like deep healing and transformation and creation of your dream life. And so it's been around for three years. We've supported people in over 10 different countries in that time, which is amazing all over the world. Good for you. Eight months. And when that came about, it was because I, in the very beginning of my, I worked, I had a one-on-one mentor. He is a spiritual mentor who I learned so much from, and she helped me open my gifts up so much. Mm -hmm. And I took a certification of my own in the very beginning. And I was like, this is lacking. This is like so basic and just not deep. And I felt like it was lacking and I'm like, I'm going to create my own. And so I went on this, when I first started spiritual coaching, um, clients, I started to bring in my own, I started doing these intuitive visualizations with people actually like a custom meditation during the session, not scripted. Okay. Not planned. Yeah. And they were getting these massive breakthroughs. Like they're feeling energy in their body. They're feeling things physically, like leaving, like emotions, like just moving out of their body there. I've done something like that. I can attest. I had uh-huh. somebody on my show and that's the, this only type of coaching he does. So I did a session with him and cool. he always tells people like bring a pillow in case you need to scream into it. If you can't be loud and bring tissues because you may, you don't know what's going to come up. So I, I think that's awesome. Cause oh I've God, experienced I love that. I would love yeah. him and I would vibe. Yeah. Um, you so, would. I've been thinking about him the whole time. We've yeah, been we probably this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. But that's a part of it. So we also do like the mental, we, we take care and we actually have conversations as well. Cool. But when I started implementing that in, it's something I teach people because anyone could do it it's so powerful because it's coming direct from God, like source, divine, your soul, their higher self. Like it's not coming from just a, you know, a cookie cutter. It's, yeah. it's actually like what they need to hear and feel in that moment. And that's really cool. So I started to master my own craft with this and really learn how to step people out of where they are and, and limitation and fear and all of that and step into their, whatever they want to attract and create and whoever they want to become. And it started to just be so powerful that people, so my business started taking off and then people asked, started asking how to business coach them. So, but and here's how the cert came was because when I was business coaching people who were coaches inside, they actually were asking for a lot of coaching tips. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I cannot send them off with a business when they don't feel powerful in their coaching. To go lead ability. the other people. Yeah, Sure. And so I'm like, how, what solution can I create? And I'm like, well, now it's time to do my certification because cool. I 
actually combine that and the business. So my is both. So it's eight months of both. It's it's five and a half months of coaching training so that they can be their most believe in themselves, right? Because you got to believe in them yourself or you're not going to attract clients. Mm-hmm. And then there's business, the business foundation that I teach them too. So it kind of became like, it's like the universe actually just started bringing me people and I created solutions for those people based on my skills and abilities. Yeah. And that's how... I've been able to now have six figure launches when I lead that and guide that. And it's like, it's been, it's all for me. It's always been my intuition and the universe bringing me what I need. That's awesome. I love it. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, and I think too, you know, it's, it's really a testament. I was just having this conversation with someone who was interviewing me in the coaching space, people are so quick to say, oh, it's really saturated. Like do something else. But like everything you just described is one very unique and like it allows you to really niche down which is so important from the business perspective but two it's like you described all that and then the reason why i asked you the question is because i knew it would have made sense like the evolution of how you got there like it makes perfect sense yeah and then it makes sense to how you then created this model where those two things are combined like So it just kind of like for as much as we've been saying like, oh, this isn't necessarily about like logical steps and Uh like taking steps. It actually is totally logical, right? Because like these things are coming to you because they're supposed to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how we can. And it felt good, right? It felt exciting. It felt Mm -hmm. like I have a solution. And it's like the universe is going to use all of our abilities. And, And so this is where like we get to really, really, really trust. And when you live from this template that I'm talking about where you partner with your higher self, the things do come to you. And then in it, and because my standard is abundance, then the abundant things will come to you, right? And abundant ideas will come to you that can help you to create massive success. And we don't want cookie cutters of everyone else. I don't want to train people to be cookie cutters of me. That's why I help people to step into their truest self and their gifts and their own intuition own intuition because it's going to express differently for every person and that's what we need and that's what's going to make you stand out online not trying yeah. to be like everybody else that's the quickest way to fucking blend <laughs> <laughs> so true and I, I that may be your standard is abundance that may be my favorite thing you've said so far you've said so many things that I really love but I think that just encapsulates everything so well because it it directly ties back to your mindset and and every decision you've made and like what you choose to listen to and the feedback you're getting and and helping yourself find that alignment internally I I just think that's it's such a great way of saying all of it so I want to be respectful of your time too because I'm sure I could talk to you for hours I know I'm like oh my god the time went yeah and like you said when you started talking about masculine and feminine we totally could have a whole podcast just on that um oh yeah but so that said we're a hundred percent going to have you back on the show at some point, Amanda. I would love that. Um, this is so this, fun. Yeah, this has been fantastic. And I know the fixed listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this conversation. Even if you only listen to the first 10 minutes or the last 10, like there's just so many little snippets and nuggets that are packed into here that I think can help somebody in any aspect of your life. But before we officially wrap it up, I do like to finish off each episode on a fun note with a little lightning round, like short, quick questions about anything random. Like I, I don't prepare these. It's just more of like you personally and things that you enjoy, um, maybe related to the conversation or totally out of left field. So hey, you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. This first one might be hard for you, but I'm dying to know. 
do you have a favorite all-time book? Like you mentioned that you read a bunch of these self-love books. Like, is there one that pops into your head that you're like, if this, there's one book somebody can read, it should be this one. Oh, on my journey when I was first starting out, yeah. actually Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie is a really nice. good one. She's yeah. awesome. I love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite part about living in California? We talked all about your journey of getting there. So now that you've lived there for years and in a bunch of different places, what's your absolute favorite part? Like how has it really transformed your life just in like the environment? It's so expansive here. Like when you get on the top of a cliff and you look down and you see all the pristine, like the flowers and everything. And just like, there's so much abundance out here. And that expanded my mindset, just being out here. Mm-hmm. Cool. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. Do you miss anything in particular about Michigan or even on the East no. coast with Tampa or anything? I miss the food in Tampa. Tampa has amazing restaurants, like foodie okay. restaurants. The food's actually incredible. I miss the food. <laughs> What is your, if you can only eat, and this is more of like a nutrition thing or fitness thing, keeping on the food topic. If you can only eat one food for the rest of your life, like if you had to pick an ultimate favorite, what would it be? It doesn't it's have a hard to be one. healthy, does it? Nope. Anything you want. Shoot. Um, oh my gosh. This, this is, this is, this is maybe the toughest question you've presented me with. I'm very basic and I just really fucking love pizza. I could probably eat pizza great multiple answer. times a week. I love pizza too. <laughs> That's a great answer. Love it. Basic. What do you, we didn't really talk about like anything with your personal wellness outside of like more of the mental and spiritual, but what do you like to do to exercise? What do you like to do yeah. for your own workouts? So I live about four houses from a boardwalk that's right on the ocean. And so I get out multiple times a day, whether it's a run or a walk. I don't really love to run that much, but I, or I get out to brisk walk and get fresh air. Um, I absolutely need to get back into some better fitness habits. We're going to be honest with ourselves here. Appreciate it. Yeah. It came from the realness. So thank you. The realness. Yes. I, what I really love to do is kind of non-traditional with my fitness is like, I love dancing. So cool. like for me, I'm going to start taking dancing lessons again. Nice. Now that That's so are, fun. That are kind of like light, lighting up like, well, I don't know in my world, they're, they're lightening up with everything going on in the world. And, um, but one thing I do every single morning before I go on my walk is cause that also helps me clear my mind and get inspired for the day, but move my body a little bit. Um, so I do do that is I also drink a, a, a full glass, non-negotiable of organic green juice before nice. when I start before I drink my coffee or right after I drink my coffee before I start my day so that something nourishing is going into my body and my brain is feeding off of that in the morning. So that's like, that's a really important part of my day. And I take supplements too, while I'm doing that. Love it. And mm-hmm. I know I asked about books. I don't know if you as much as you may be interviewed on podcasts, I don't know if you listen to podcasts often yourself, but if you happen to, you have any favorites? Oh my God, lately I've not been listening to anyone else's podcast. I've kind of been in my own creation zone. Okay. So I don't think I can accurately answer that right That's now. That's all right. Because I haven't been, I haven't well, been. Well, let's listening. piggyback off of that. Yeah. Where do you find a lot of your inspiration? Like, is it really from the getting outside and nature going on walks or like what helps you create that, like yeah. that flow? Yeah. Well, life experience. So life is always teaching us. So I am always taking the golden nuggets out of my personal experience. Things that I coach my clients with gives me a lot of information and a lot of, and also intuitive guidance. 
So I actually spent quite a long time not reading anyone else's books, not consuming anyone else's stuff so that I could be a pure channel for what wanted to flow through me. So it didn't sound like everyone else. Yeah. That's been one of the reasons why I haven't. Um, So I'm actually starting to write my, my book now. Well, my question was going to be if during that time, did you do a lot of writing? Um, I did do some writing, I did do some writing, but um, now is a time when I'm being encouraged to really like light a fire under that because there's a a book inside of me that's about to be birthed. So awesome. That's so exciting. Well, I will be a reader of it. So you just let me know and that, Hey, whenever it's done, I know that those things can take some time. So no pressure, but that's always a great time to come back on a podcast so that we can start yeah, your yeah, tour yeah. of pimping out your book. We would love Pimp to have you. Part of that. It yeah. is going to be this year. It awesome. is already have the title and everything. Great. So. That's so exciting. Well, I can't wait to hear more about it, but the very last question, final one, what is your shameless plug? Like if you could only have one takeaway from this conversation for the listener, sum that up for us, what would it be? Hmm. If you decided in this moment to merge with your heart and devote yourself to living your best life and be your highest self and like really partner with God, source, the universe, your higher power, this year will blow, blow your mind. It will blow your mind. So do that five minute meditation every day where you just are drinking and light into yourselves. You're receiving, like you're charging yourself up for the day with energy and light and start to listen to the inner nudges. And it might not be easy because it might ask you to let go of things. It might ask you to leave a relationship. It might ask you to move. It might ask you to start a business. It might ask you to do uncomfortable things. But when you follow that, your life will become a miracle and you will become a miracle to others. So well said. Period. Yes, seriously. (laughs) That amazing. I love it. You're awesome. Absolutely love your energy right back at you. So tell everybody where they can connect with you. Where can we find you on social? We'll link all of this down in the show notes for easy access. Wonderful. You can find me on Instagram at the Amanda Merritt. And Merritt is M-A-R-I-T. I'm sure you'll see that in the notes. And you can, now I'm starting to put some stuff on TikTok. So you can also find nice. me there at the same handle. Or my website's amandamerritt.com as well. So I would be more than happy to, if you listen to this, slide in my DMs and just say hello because I love connecting with people too. Perfect. Well, to all of our listeners out there, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. You know the deal. If you got something out of it, you got to share it. I'm making more of a push this year. I've done this even over the last few episodes at the end of 2021. Don't just like throw this up on your Instagram stories while we appreciate that. Send it to somebody specifically. Like use this as a chance to start a conversation with someone in your life who is important to you or you feel like that this may be a way for them to have a conversation with you where you could work on something like this together. Because I think that that is something that while we didn't expressly state it throughout the conversation in working with any kind of coach is the value that they bring in creating that space for you guys to tackle it as a team and not just alone. Amanda said it herself. She specifically said like, I'm not here to do this shit alone. So all the more reason to get this message out to people who would benefit from it in any way. And we appreciate you guys as listeners, as fans of the show. If you love it so much, leave a review. Let us know what you thought about it. Send either one of us a DM and tell us what you thought about this episode. We appreciate any kind of outreach. This has been another incredible episode of the Fix Podcast. We will catch you guys on the next one. And from wherever you are listening, hope you have an amazing day.